A warm welcome to our listeners listening to the sixth episode of The Voice of the Youth. I'm your host, Agamya Singh, co-founder of Evolve. Today, we have an extraordinary guest, a social entrepreneur and passionate campaigner for the universal education, Nikia Shamsher, an 18-year-old from Bangalore and an admit at Stanford University. She has founded Women Have the Same Set of Teeth as Men, Yearn to Learn and Quit Puff. Nikia received the prestigious Diana Legacy Award by Prince William and Prince Harry at the St. James Palace and won National Child Award for the exceptional achievement from President Ramnath Kovind at Rashtrapati Bhavan. Her research paper for detecting early risk of oral precancer and cancer in chronic smokers has won the Kandian Young Technological Award and has been featured in the Harvard University Journal of Emerging Investigators. Hey, Nikia, how are you? I hope you're keeping safe. Hi, uh, thank you so much for having me here. And thank you so much for the warm introduction. Um, I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. Uh, that's great to hear. And thank you so much for the schedule. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, well, Nikia, it's an incredible fact that you were barely a teenager and you felt to change the perception of the world by taking a step to help others by founding an NGO, women have the same set of teeth as men. How did you kickstart your journey at such a young age? Um, so I wouldn't say there was a kickstart. I'd say rather there was slow development. Um, it started off with just a small little drive that me and my friends did in my neighborhood. Um, and it was a donation drive for school supplies. And with that, it sort of snowballed to a larger drive at my school. Um, and then with a couple of schools and with a couple of neighborhoods. And we donated um, all these school supplies to um, schools for the underprivileged. Um, and these schools are very underfunded. The um, students who go to these schools, their parents cannot afford um, basic school supplies. So we donated um, so we donated school supplies to them. And at uh, one of those visits, while I was at the school, um, I heard about um, how uh, they have practical exams. So in their 10th and 12th grade, they had these practical exams, but um, they didn't have uh, any labs um, or any access to labs. Um, because of that, they couldn't really practice for those exams and they didn't end up scoring as well. And they were discouraged from going to college or they didn't do as well in college because of that. So um, this sort of came out, this sort of led to Yontlon. Um, and like, and that's how sort of a small snowball went into an avalanche. Wow, that's quite a responsible thought, you know, at a very young age. And of course, I think the best way to predict the future is to create it. Uh, furthermore, what was your greatest inspiration doing this at the age of 12 and who were the people who helped you the most? Um, I think what really inspired me was um, seeing how, uh, seeing how, seeing the access I had. Um, I went to a good school and I had access to lab equipment. Uh, I was able to go there whenever I wanted and do whatever I do whatever I wanted to do. And there were a lot of resources available to me. And because research is something I'm really, really passionate about, um, it 
it really hurt me to see that there were so many people who did not have access to research at all and they didn't have the opportunity to explore something like this because many of them could be very interested in research they just don't know because they don't have the opportunity to explore it um and i strongly believe that research is the way forward the way to make progress um and if we don't have more people getting involved in research if we're cutting off a huge part of society from this opportunity then progress is is just either not going to be there or it's going to slow down. So that is something that really inspired me to go ahead with opening labs in schools um and giving as many people the opportunity to get into science and get into research. And some people who helped me along the way of course my parents, um my principal, my friends, um and a lot a lot of volunteers. So that I uh, definitely I couldn't have done it without their support. Wow, that's that's quite inspiring. So you named your NGO women have the same set of teeth as men. What exactly was your message behind it? You know, I would just take a wild guess by saying was it inspired by the Greek philosopher uh mm-hmm. Arist- Aristotle's uh dental logic way back in time or you know, where like he believed men uh as they had more teeth than women. Yeah, it's actually you're very right. It is um that's where it's coming from. Um I know it's a really weird name and it's uh I mean I feel like it's something that people would want to go and look up later. That's why I named it that. So it's basically a jibe at Aristotle's theory that um women are inferior to men because supposedly they have less teeth, which is not true. Um so it's sort of a jibe at that to say, you know, that's not true at all. Um we are equals and that's what the name was. That's why I named it. <laughs> All right, great. Wow. Um my prediction was quite accurate. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, um well I recall a quote by Malcolm X. He <laughs> once said that education is our passport to the future, for mm-hmm. tomorrow belongs to people who prepare it for today. Mm-hmm. Since learn uh, yearn to learn provides practical and real world experience so that they can, you know, set out, discover um, mm-hmm. and create and innovate. Could you please more elaborate about your project Yearn to Learn? So what we do is we open STEM labs, so biology, chemistry, physics and math labs in mm-hmm. schools that don't have these and schools that can't afford them. So all these schools are government schools that are already quite underfunded, so they can't allocate any funds to something like labs. And as I mentioned, the, these people have um a lot of practical exams that they end up not doing well in and they because of that they're not very prepared for college, they end up dropping out and they end up choosing jobs that aren't very um hyping because they don't have the skill set to get a higher paying job uh, because that they get stuck in the same poverty cycle their children go th- go through the same thing and this becomes a problem that's carried on through generations so the whole point of yontlon is to sort of stop this poverty cycle and help people escape it by giving them the resources they need to get higher paying jobs in the future and also giving people the resources they need to um to get into research and explore something they might be very interested in 
So up to date, we have opened um, 120 labs in 30 schools. Um, but because of COVID, this there has been a small, a small slowdown in this project um, as schools are closed. So we have moved on to um, something uh, to something else more COVID specific um, under Yontlon, which is where we um, where we're distributing ration kits and cooked meals to um, people waiting in line at hospitals, waiting to get oxygen, or uh, waiting on said roads. Um, any Anyone who needs it basically and also we are um, helping them with changing their bandages and basic first aid cleaning wounds and stuff like that so we've collaborated with another organization and we're fundraising we're um, going out we're doing uh, meal distributions every day and that's what we're working on right now wow great uh, I mean oh, you spoke about you know the idea behind taking these practical sessions is to allow students to experience mm -hmm. the theories and practice it on their own. You know, uh, I feel like science is a vast field of study. Only teaching theories and formulas in classroom will not be helpful. Students must see practical, practically how theorem works mm -hmm. for the better understanding. And, you know, if you take a real life example, you can never learn to drive unless you practice it. So, yeah, maintaining balance between theoretical and practical learning is important, like you said. And yeah. uh, I really like the fact that you were, you, you still didn't give up and uh, during this pandemic and you found ways to still help out. So, uh, so while much. being persistent in your goal, you mm -hmm. know, to ensure that children across India have suitable facilities and resources to build future education and yeah like you mentioned that you notice that schools do not have enough math and science labs you mm -hmm. to learn was your next step a new initiative that has dated uh, launched 120 laboratories of science and maths in 30 schools which benefited mm -hmm. more than 12,000 students could you mind sharing us uh, the most inspiring result of this action um, I think I would have to share a couple because there are a lot of students who've been doing such inspiring work. And I think what's really inspiring about it is that they are looking at problems in their society. I'm so sorry about that. Um, they're looking at problems in their society and they're trying to solve those. So, um, for example, there, wa there was a group of students um, who, uh, who saw a problem in their society, which was that um, water tanks, when it rains, it... Um, it it overflows basically and because of that they end up wasting a lot of water so um what they so they came up with a water alarm system that um that checks the level of water in the water tank and makes a loud noise when it's about to overflow so they can go and use buckets and save that water um so they're looking at so many issues in their society. Uh, another another student who was very young i think in fourth grade um he saw that um the blender at his house wasn't working well enough. So he came up with a very, very simple blender that's super, super cheap. Um, and that's something that he can use at home very, very easily. Um, so they're looking at they're looking at things, uh, they're looking at problems at their own house, at their own society, things that might not even directly affect them. And they're working to solve this. And that was the whole point of Yon Plan. It's to give people the resources to solve issues that affect them or that affect our society so stuff like this that's what really that's what's really inspirational wow that's quite quite inspiring and um so uh 
coming to your quick puff, you know, according to who, uh, over five people in India die every day, die every hour because of oral cancer. By mm-hmm. country, the incidence of oral cancer is the highest in India, which accounts for almost one third of cases found in the world. Globally, the five-year mortality rate of oral cancer is approximately 50% and has not improved despite advances in diagnostic uh, techniques and improvements in treatment modalities. The high mortality rate in oral cancer is attributed to the late diagnosis, you know, either due to lack of knowledge or access uh, to medical care. So you have spent several months developing and validating a diagnostic method to detect the early risk of oral precancer and cancer in chronic smokers. What gave you the idea to create the quick quit puff device and if you could furthermore tell us how does it function? Um, so I was at a visit to a hospital. Um, I was where we'd um, go to the hospital and um, we'd dress up all silly and we'd wear um, where we wear clown wigs and stuff like that and we'd go there to cheer up the kids in the pediatric ward because hospitals are normally very saddening environments and um, pediatric wards especially because there's so many so many sick people around you so we just went there to cheer them up a bit and show them that you know there is uh, they will get better soon um, so during one of those visits while I was leaving I came across this man who had um, half of his jaw surgically removed and he seemed uh, he clearly seemed like he was in a lot of pain but he wasn't really able to express it Um, and one of the nurses saw me looking and um, so I started talking to her and she told me that he was still considered one of the lucky ones because most people who get diagnosed that late with oral cancer end Mm -hmm. up Um, so that was that kind of surprised me. I was wondering why he got diagnosed so late. Um, and you, you hear about how cancer treatments don't work and how cancer diagnos- uh, diagnosis is so hard. And there's so much research being done on that. But um, I, I never heard about late diagnosis being an issue. Um, so I went home and I, go- and I did a little bit of research. Um, and I realized that it's actually a very, very big issue in India. And the reason for that is that people don't have access to tests and people don't have access to labs. Um, a lot of them live very far out of um, cities and very far away from hospitals. And they cannot spend a day or two traveling and then staying in the city for a while to get tested um, and all of that because for those days they don't end up earning and a lot of them are daily wage earners so that is something so not earning for a couple of days is not something they can do um so the whole this whole issue arises from them not having uh, them not having access to labs or to hospitals um and that got me thinking instead of trying so hard to bring labs to these people, trying to start to bring hospitals to these people, we can bridge the gap instead with maybe a simpler test, something as simple as a pregnancy test that doesn't even require um, very difficult storage conditions or um, very special storage conditions. And it can be transported far away and it's very easy to do. You can do it yourself. Um, and so that's how uh, QuitPuff sort of started. Wow, that's honestly a very incredible idea that how it came to your mind and uh, so would you mind shedding some light uh, about the cost as well as its accuracy 
so uh, the, right now the cost is 38 rupees per test but i'm hoping to bring it down further and i'm hoping to make it even simpler right now it's basically a liquid that you need to spit in and then you can heat it and that and that gives you your test result but i'm hoping to turn it into um, a sort of paper strip test that makes it as easy uh, and as uh, accessible as possible um and its accuracy rate is at 96% right now um which i also hope to increase wow only 38 rupees with 96 accuracy that's that's quite amazing and um uh, so you know you have about, you like you said you have 96 accuracy mm-hmm. uh what were the some of the technical challenge uh you faced while you were making this device um i think one issue was honestly coming up with the test itself because um that involved a lot of trial and error it involved uh, testing out a lot of different um uh, chemicals and a lot of different acids and um it was a very laborious process it, it this this part itself took eight months um because you had to try a lot of methods out and then um and then a lot the test uh, you have to wait for like a day to check if it's worked or not um so it was that was definitely a huge issue the other one was um contamination um that is definitely a problem when you are working at a home lab which is why i soon switched to working at a proper lab um so uh yeah those i think were the two really big technical difficulties i had oh that's uh quite you know it seems quite challenging than just hearing it i'm pretty sure it must have been a bumpy ride <laughs> bumpy but fun right yeah, yeah exactly you know you know <laughs> try uh, having a trial and error method is not as simple as maths so <laughs> definitely can understand <laughs> um nikhil could you update uh, to the listeners and us what you're currently working on Um so right now I am uh working on Quitpuff. Uh, I'm trying to bring it down, trying to make it easier, ma- trying to make it easier, trying to make it quicker, trying to make it cheaper. Um that is something I hope to work on over the next few years and come up with a solution soon. Um and besides that I also plan on going to college and getting involved with research there, specifically cancer research. Um I'd love to be able to contribute in any way uh to any of the labs present there. Wow, that's quite astounding. So, as we're almost at the end of this episode, mm-hmm. we would lastly love to ask you what is your life motto and where do you see yourself in next 10 years? Um, I think something that I've held pretty close to my heart all through my journey starting uh at starting when I was 12 um and might not be that applicable to me now but I think it could be useful to other people is that you're never too young to start something um people might say so but uh, there was i mean age limits have always been decreasing um at, there was always someone who challenged the age limit uh, so you can be the next one to do that um which is why even if people uh even if people aren't really supportive even if you don't think you have the right resources it's best to start trying whenever you can whenever you get the idea because then maybe in the next 2 3 years you'll figure it out it'll be harder it'll take longer but it'll definitely be definitely be worth it as opposed to waiting until you think you might have the opportunities or you think you might have the resources That's an amazing piece of advice. You know, your words really motivated and encouraged me, and I'm sure to whoever is listening them as well. Thank you so much. Oh, and sorry about the 10 years. I forgot to answer that part. Um, 
hopefully I see uh, Yontlon going international soon um, and helping out in a lot more countries. Um, and with Quipuff, I hope to introduce it into the market. Um, maybe not in the next 10 years, maybe we might still be in clinical trials, but I definitely hope to see a lot of progress. Wow, that's that's great. So as we've now come to the end of this conversation, I would like to thank you, Nikia, for joining us and giving your valuable time. We're super glad and honored to have you as a guest. We're truly, truly inspired by your journey that has achieved an enormous milestone. We have truly, you have truly become a role model for our youth and honestly a real change maker. Thank you so much once again. Thank you so much for having me here. And thank you so much for having this conversation with me, Agamya. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, to whoever is listening to this, I hope this helped you and make sure to check her initiatives. We will link it down in the description. And don't forget to follow her Instagram page at the rate N-I-K-H-I-Y-A underscore. Thank you, guys. And I hope you have a good day. Mm -hmm.